When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Phil Vickery, and you're listening to the Mall Over Podcast. Hello, good evening, and welcome to this week's Mall Over Podcast, the only weekly podcast that gives all the news, news, and opinion, not the weekend's wrong reaction, or the West Country accent. You can find us on Twitter. We are at Mall Over Podcast. Mall Over will be a podcast on Facebook. And all of our podcasts are uh, landed on Anchor, as well as Apple Podcasts and other podcatching apps. Um, there was some rugby at the weekend, but it was the end of the Six Nations. England was shit, but won it, and we don't really want to talk about it. So, uh, with the impending lockdown, we've decided to bring back a, a popular favourite. As you all enjoyed it so much, I'm going to welcome back our uh, resident quiz host, guestula Adam, and uh, we're going to do some punching chat. How you doing, Adam? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, I'm a bit miffed that I still haven't been invited to come and do an actual rugby podcast. I mean, you're more than welcome if you want. <laughs> um, it's not all it's no, cracked up really. to be, to be honest. Well, I do listen. You know, it's 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 average. Seven you know, of nine. It's the best rugby-related podcast that I listen to. I mean that that is that is high praise indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, you've all you've already heard the lensman. Lensman loves a bit of punch and chat as well as uh, sporting videography. <laughs> got got any of that plan during lockdown? I'm a cameraman, not a videographer. <laughs> Are you a camera operator? That that would be correct. Are you an owner operator or just an operator? Just an operator. I am an operator, much like the SAS. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! And uh, and making up making up uh, the quad of this week's punching chat is uh, long snapper conglomerate regular contributor uh, Patrick Jackson. Welcome, Pat. Thanks, Russ. Glad to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure pleasure to have you with your uh, your anecdotes and your bizarre sporting insights are, uh, are more than welcome um adam do you want to you want to kick us off sure uh, i'll i'll also sorry. point out what 
you may not have noticed that there are only three contestants. Um, you know, ben should have been participating tonight. Um, the nicest man in podcasting. Um, but I don't know where he is, so... Well, we got himself you, ben. suspended mm. from Twitter, didn't he? So, you know. Yeah, he wasn't very nice to the the president of the United States. Uh, you've got to. I think I think that's pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Just just to remind, shall I remind people of the rules? There aren't that many yeah, rules. You can do if you want. Um. I'm mainly going to use this just to check that the soundboard on soundboard on my phone still works. Um. Basically, I I will ask you questions and randomly score points as I see fit. Um, this is one point, three points, five points. But more importantly, minus one or minus three. So there you go. Um, traditionally on Punching Chat, we start with a rugby question um, and I'm going to do what's traditional because I do like a bit of tradition. So with all foreseeable internationals only involving European teams in the near future, by the spring, who are you going to be absolutely sick of the sight of? Um, and Doug, let's start with you, sir. Uh, there's only one answer for this, and that's uh, nauseating, boredom-inducing, overcomplicated, crappy rugby Twitter accounts analysing set-piece moves from the base of a line-out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need yes. to expand on that. No, I'll give you another point, though. Thanks. Um, okay, Pat. Um, being the least rugby knowledgeable person on the show, I went for the what felt like the obvious answer, and that is Owen Farrell and his smug face. Because honestly, I get sick of that after about five minutes into a game, let alone through a whole summer of international games, winter of international games, whatever is happening. So, yeah, that, that's it for me. He has got an eminently smug face doesn't he it is pretty bad <laughs> it's right up there with johnny sexton johnny sexton's face is too small <laughs> so we need to pair him off with sam darnold and average it out to a normal size face then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes could a face be both too big and too small at the same time i think a face can be too small but the head can be too big which is yeah. really really weird very common amongst hookers. It depends if your features are disproportionate to the rest of your head. Yeah. He's imagine, packed in, isn't he? Imagine having those features and having your head upside down. Um, anyway, Russ, you need to answer the question. I think I will answer the question right after I said Johnny Sexton looks like a fat Chinese kid that's been slimmed down a bit. Do you know what I mean? You know, when you see the when you see the pictures of the the big Chinese kid weightlifters and stuff that they've got really fat faces, and Johnny Sexton's just kind of his face. Down his face seems to get smaller while his shoulder pads get bigger. A bit like Alexis Carrington, <laughs> yeah. Um, niche, niche for all you uh, Dynasty fans. Um, was it Dallas? Dynasty. 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 Dynasty over here, mate. <laughs> Anyway, right. My answer is, uh, ironically, after that last couple of comments, um, it's Ireland and just Ireland in general. Irish rugby, they're smug when they win, horribly smug when they win, but they are the most incredibly bitter when they lose. They can say that England are, are bad winners and bad losers. I disagree. 
um, only because you know you can be magnanimous in defeat, uh, whereas the Irish are the most uh, the Irish rugby supporting fraternity on the whole are the most bitter set of people I think I've ever uh, come across, metaphorically speaking. Nice of Russ to get the most obvious answer of the show out of the way nice and early there. <laughs> but shots fired. There's more to Ireland than this. Dan this. Did, did, did you know you could get there for 40 euros on a plane? Incredible. Right. Um, next question. Lots of, well, it's been a while since we've done this. Lots of lacklustre sports happened in the meantime in mostly empty stadiums. Um, but what has been your favourite sporting moment since COVID hit? Um, Pat, let's start with you. I mean, I'm hoping that by the end of lockdown, we'll have seen the firing of Dave Caldwell. So I'm hoping we'll have a new entrant in a few weeks or so. But won't you just get Graham Wesley back? <laughs> Wrong franchise, but nice try. <laughs> I don't care. It will be Alex Revel, um, <laughs> not, not um, Caldwell. I mean, to be honest, it, getting Graham Wesley in at the Jags ahead of Adam Gase would be a relief. So, you know, I'd take that. <laughs> That's why I said evil. it. <laughs> it was kind of um, a hybrid for those who don't know about your uh, Stevenage roots might tell you some hill um, yeah so I think the, the serious answer to this was uh, Armando Plantis setting the outdoor pole vault world's best 6 metres 15 eclipsing Sergei Bubka's height which I never thought I'd see the day it's been a really good um, season for pole vaulting with Sam Kendricks going over 6 metres as well lots of really good competitions Um and I say world's best because he set the personal best indoors in Glasgow on the 8th of February. Um, but should indoor count? I'm not sure it should. So 6.15, world's best. Amazing. I'm under plant. Well, I loved... I, that's, that's a weird one. I don't think anyone necessarily expected it. Sergei Bubka, what I loved about him was the fact that his goal in life wasn't how many Olympic gold medals he could win or how many world championship gold medals he could win or indeed how high he could vault. It seemed to be how many times he could break the world record. So he'd engineer it. So he'd just go a centimetre higher at a, at a specific meet. Um, and then a couple of months later, he'd do it. So he, he obviously... Probably got a bonus for doing it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I imagine. And when you're half a metre better than everyone else in the world, you can nominate your own high ones. You've knocked all them out with your first jump and just go, yeah, I'll do this one today, I think. Constantly vaulting within himself. OK, uh, Russ, what was your favourite moment? It's been a difficult one for me, but I am going to... Um, I'm going to go for Ben Stokes and his historic performance on uh, day five of the second test against South Africa back in January. Uh, he took the final three wickets, leading them to a 189-run victory uh, over the Proteas, and he showed off his phenomenal talent, despite his father being ill and he, uh, you know, being injured and all sorts of other different bits so, and pieces. So, took no, a monumental so this is a, pre, a pre-lockdown moment that you've come up with here? It's 2020, mate. You said 2020, didn't you? No. I didn't. Oh, okay. In that in that case, Exeter are winning the uh, the Champions <laughs> Cup. But even that was... don't, don't even don't even bother. In fact, the <laughs> fact that you tried to come up with another answer just more points off. That went well for you, didn't it, Doug? Yeah, my favourite moment was when Owen Farrell decapitated that Wasps youth team player in the match and got sent <laughs> off. 
and then Twitter imploded into a black hole of shit. That was uh, that was my favourite bit. Just watching people absolutely foaming at the mouth, saying that he should be banned forever. And this poor little what? I mean, literally, the bloke's head was still rolling on the floor when people were tweeting about how much of an arsehole Owen Farrell was. I, I've no idea how many people, given that it wasn't actually open to the public, managed to see him do it. But <laughs> yeah, it was. It's not that it was a bad tackle. It's that it was so egregious that even Owen Farrell, one of the most systematically unapologetic human beings alive, was like, yeah, that was bad. Sorry about that. But yet still, here we are. And the Irish still aren't, they haven't stopped going on about it. So. Yeah, that was my favourite bit. Very um, similar to your first answer in a lot of ways. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Just the, the reaction. It might be people. a theme. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so. It's a good theme. All right, time for the the platinum jiffy bag question. And if you match my answer, you will get an extra nine points. Um, although in this case, it's not actually my answer. Um, the answer to this comes from Mrs. F, who... Um, is well you realize when you hear the question much better place to answer this than I am um this is in honor of of Phil Elkins who couldn't make it either um housewives favorite but who is sports housewives favorite um Russ I thought about it for a little bit not too long obviously it's punching chat <laughs> but um the first person the first person that came to mind when I thought about a housewife's favourite was uh, Clipboard Jesus himself, Charlie Whitehurst, who <laughs> is arguably one of the most handsome men on the planet, um, or certainly was uh, during his prolific bawling years. And I bet he absolutely slayed some chicks at that period of time. Um, He's still at it, I'm sure. Probably, absolutely no danger whatsoever. Um but once I'd, I'd moved past the fact that not one housewife and, and probably Mrs. F wouldn't have, have picked him out of a lineup, um, <laughs> I no. went to uh, probably the most obvious answer in, in the world and went for David Beckham. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, bit predictable, but, you know, this is, this is where we are. Um, Doug, housewife's favourite. Okay, so I didn't realise that Mrs. F was picking this, so I <laughs> I went ahead and said Jose. I went ahead and said Jose Mourinho just because you know of my era. There was a lot of housewives that were uh, got a little bit juiced up about him. So, um, but what? <laughs> I mean, let, let's just have a little bit of appreciation for the phrase "got a little bit juiced up about him." Oh, at least um, he didn't say moist. But also, obviously, Miss, Mrs. F is is a Tottenham. Is she a Tottenham fan as well, Adam, or is she just not a fan? But she, yeah, you're mostly agnostic. But yeah, yeah. But look, so so yeah, you're right. And Russ, I think you might be in with a shout with a clipboard, Jesus. But I think the thing that would um, get a lot of women fizzy, but especially. This is Foxcroft. I'm gonna I'm gonna change and go completely off off piece here and say Sir Alistair Cook. Oh yes. <laughs> there we go. I, f- I wish I picked the platinum jiffy bag answer myself right now. In fact, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna give you nine points myself. There you go. Magic. Cheers, mate. <laughs> and he wouldn't even sweat on her. <laughs> Yeah, if I cook, if I call cook in bed 
with my wife, I'd um, make sure he was tucked in nice and tight and bring him mm. a cup of Ovaltine, whatever he wanted. Um, okay, Pat, um, <laughs> who's your house? Your housewife's favourite, sports housewife's favourite. Yeah, this got kind of weird. I've done the opposite to Doug, I think, and I've gone by pop quiz rules of don't change your first answer because you're bound to change to something wrong and annoy yourself. So my second thought was um, Roger Federer. And that led me to think, well, maybe, you know, Phil Rivers, he's had 19 kids at this point, so he must be someone's housewife's favourite. But I've stuck with my first answer. As funny as that is. I've gone for, <laughs> stuck with my first answer and gone for the tremendously handsome very sportingly fit, very kind and gentle and generous, Mr. Jensen Button. Okay, yeah, yeah. Have some more points. Um, yeah, I, this really annoys me because I don't like the the platinum jiffy bag answer at all. And one of you said it, and it was David Beckham. Oh, oh of course it did. Yeah, uh, I'm. Yeah, you you have to have some more points, Russ. Um, this is Foxcroft needs to get a wow, 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 doesn't she? Although she has just heard us, Sir Alistair Cook mentioned, and her ears pricked up, the reaction was, <laughs> how did I not think of him? So she's redeemed herself a bit. <laughs> as long as she isn't changing the platinum jiffy bag question answer, then that's fine. Oh, I, mean, I gave Doug my nine points myself, so I'm happy with that. Right, look a quick look at the scores. Pat, you're taking on, it. You're only on seventeen, um, but you didn't get nine points for from that round, unfortunately. Russ, you're on 21. Doug, zooming away on 34 points. Um, obviously, this I see is... the arbitrary scoring system hasn't changed. No, no, of course not. So uh, if we've learned anything, Doug should be demanding a stopping of counting of points now. <laughs> <laughs> I could just He's stop. already won. Uh, it is a pain having to add them up, to be honest. Um, but yeah. Anyway, right, next up, having lost, I ironically lisped when I was trying to say his name, having lost to Sean Connery this week, um, arguably the greatest 007, who is sport's greatest ever number seven? Let's go back to you, Doug. Uh, there can be only one answer to this. I have a teddy bear named after him from when I was a four-year-old, um, Captain Marvel himself, Brian Robson, with a Y, not an I. Starting off at West Bromwich Albion, brought in by uh, Ron These Atkinson. These are just for the spelling. Not only, not only was he an absolute dynamo in midfield, but was absolutely a dynamo in the pub as well, as uh, most footballs of the mid-80s to early 90s vintage will tell you. Um, and not only that, but obviously being a, a huge Brian Robson fan, the greatest, one of the greatest moments of my life working at Old Trafford, walking down the side of the pitch on a rig day, God himself walking walks up to, uh, towards me to he's on a like corporate tour nods sagely as only a, a deity would do and said to me all right mate <laughs> i nearly creamed my pants <laughs> i immediately phoned every other united fan that i've known since birth and uh exclaimed that brian robson is now officially my mate mates yeah. with god <laughs> if any of you need anything just ask <laughs> it's isn't brian robson the guy who's, who was mainly responsible for the dentist chair in the run up to Euro 96. Because he was the, was he the, he was the assistant, assistant manager at the time. The, and, yeah, no, he was a coach, wasn't he, for Terry Venables? Or was he assistant manager? Yeah. To all, all I know is that him and Paul McGrath were legendary boozers and they were on the same team together. And Paul McGrath left United and went to Aston Villa because him and Robbo were such 
a bad influence on the rest of the squad that Ferguson had <laughs> to split them up. <laughs> the story goes with the, that tour to China, Hong Kong, was that um, Terry Venables said, you know, make sure, you know, lads, have a, have a few beers, make sure you're back at a sensible time. Um, I'm going to send Brian Robson to keep an eye on you. And oh I think God. when everyone has stopped laughing, inevitable <laughs> happens. Just gonna, I'm just gonna send, just gonna say, send Uday Hussein to look after this, uh, <laughs> this all girls school. Where have all the girls gone, Uday? I don't know, but you know, <laughs> maybe don't check the back garden. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um... Pat, uh, let's move on. Um, <laughs> Swiftly. Greatest number seven, please. I like going after an answer that's there can only be one answer and having to give us a different answer. I went for uh, John Elway, two-time Super Bowl champion, one-club man. I'm a sucker for a one-club man. And you can tell he's a phenomenal number seven because both his college team and his pro team retired the number seven jersey after he finished playing for them. Just got COVID, John Elway. They won't be retiring his GM suit, will they? No, no. Right, no. <laughs> Russ, greatest number seven. Uh, well, going on from um, what yours, Doug, I'm going to go for uh, a gentleman called Eric Daniel Pierre Cantona. He... <laughs> Daniel? Yes, that is his name. Um, he signed for Manchester United from Leeds in November 1992, after reportedly uh, banging the back doors off of Leslie Ash and Lee Chapman at the time was going to fill him in. I don't know how true that is, um, but it's, it's, a, it's a story that, that has done the rounds many, many times. Um, it was thought that uh, the Leeds chairman actually phoned Martin Edwards at the time to discuss the availability of Dennis Irwin. Um, when Ferguson and Edwards decided that Irwin wasn't for sale, they gave up their pursuit of David Hurst, Matt Letizia, and Brian Dean to go after Eric Cantona. Oh, my God. And uh, look how that ended up. Um, Cantona was an absolute talisman for United, scored some incredible goals. Um, but it would probably be most famously known for his exceptional kung fu kick at um, Selhurst Park on that cold Tuesday evening or whatever it was. And... Uh, getting banned for 10 months for drop kicking a fan, which is probably the most incredible thing to happen on a football pitch or off a football pitch, <laughs> should we say. For that length of ban, you get the sense that he didn't regret it either. Oh, no. Uh, he's still still happy with his decision-making. I, I bet if you asked him today, he would go, oh, fuck he is. <laughs> Sometimes justice takes precedence, I guess. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting yeah. you mentioned David Hurst because they could have been teammates at Sheffield Wednesday, but Sheffield Wednesday had Cantona on trial and went, nah, he's not good enough. And then Leeds picked him up, and the rest is history. <laughs> Much like Wednesday. <laughs> okay, next question. With, with pay per view Premier League games still going on at fourteen ninety five a pop, what's the best alternative way of spending fourteen ninety five? Um, and I'm not having any sort of charitable answers here. And this could go in all sorts of ways. And um, we'll start with you, Pat. I mean, as anyone who knows me will testify, I think with my belly ahead of anything else. So I've gone for <laughs> an order of Dak Kang Young and Dak Bibimbap for my local Korean takeaway. Uh, Dak nice. Kang Young fried chicken balls with sweet chili sauce. 
I mean, you've, got like a lo- you, you've got a local Korean takeaway. It's impressive. Yeah. I don't know why, but they moved in and I'm delighted. That's almost worth me driving half an hour for. And <laughs> I've eaten tonight. Yeah, could be. <laughs> right, uh, Doug, how are you spending your 1495? Uh, very simply, to move things on, five minutes on the internet, you can get a Brazilian wax in Liverpool for 15 quid. Treat yourself. <laughs> in Liverpool, nowhere yeah. else. Okay. Well, I don't know what the market rate is for a, a Brazilian wax in Amersham, but the first one I found was in Liverpool and it was 15 quid, so do that. <laughs> Treat your balls but... nice. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting you should say that because we'll come on to mine. You'd probably, it'd probably cost you 30 quid, Russ, so don't get your own <laughs> This pod now sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> um, give us your answer. Well, well, interestingly, you've put me after Doug, and I don't know whether you've done this purposefully, but all I did was Google uh, uh, £14.95 and hit the shopping button on Google, and the first thing that came up was goat milk skin repair cream for £14.95. <laughs> Now, if you've had a Brazilian wax, maybe a back sack and crack, you'd probably need some goat milk skin repair cream to uh, to tide you over for a few days. So, you know, I, I'd rather... <laughs> I'll tell you what I'd rather do than spend fourteen ninety five on a Premier League football match that was... I, running I, would rather, I would rather rub goat milk skin repair cream into Doug's freshly waxed bollocks <laughs> than pay £14.95 for a Premier League uh, pass on box office. Well, I'm glad I went for the takeaway option. <laughs> yeah, you you scored more points than Russ or Doug did there, Pat, but you're still trailing on 41, Russ on 44, Doug on 53. All right, a quickie next, and these this will definitely be a quickie, I'm sure. Um, with the news of Sir Bobby Charlton um, being sadly diagnosed with dementia, um, we would like to know who is sport's greatest Bobby or Robert or Rob or Bob or whatever you're going to go with. Um, Russ? Uh, very simply, Robert William Robson. Sir Bobby Robson, if you had to think about that. Actually, more points for that. I like, yeah. Who doesn't love Sir Bobby? Uh, Pat? I went for Robert Pires or Robert Pires, as he's been pronounced on our local radio, but that's another complaint <laughs> for another time. <laughs> World Cup winner, European Championship winner, Premier League winner, member of the Arsenal Invincibles team. And what I didn't know until I looked him up for this was um, he played for Goa in the Indian Super League as his final professional club, which is a nice little uh, summer holiday job for him. <laughs> Yeah. There's been some players in that. I think um, Alessandro Del Piero he played did. out there, didn't he? He did indeed. And, uh, and Robbie and Dave, Fowler. And Robbie Fowler. And David James got his first managerial gig out there, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, so, Teddy Charing. So well. All right. And Doug, sports greatest Robert. Uh, left field. I like to try and squeeze a bit of motorcycle racing in, but uh, Kenny Roberts. He was a three-time MotoGP champion in the 70s, the coolest era of motorsport when uh, you drove your motorbike to the track in a van and then smoked fags and tried not to die. He was um, 
one of the best, uh, a blonde Californian with the middle name Leroy. <laughs> More yeah. points for that. Okay. Right, next up, with England's biggest football clubs trying to organise their own European Super League yet again. Um, no idea how that's going to go. Um, which sport or which league would you like to restructure on, or set up if you had a free reign? Um, Russ? Um, rugby have got a, a competition uh, called the Champions Cup. It's been running pretty successfully over the last few years. Uh, eight, um, what is it, eight teams of, uh, no, six teams of four, six pools of four teams. No, whatever it is, I kind of don't understand it. Anyway, the, there were three. Uh, no, I can't even remember how many pools it was. Anyway, they it sounds it like it needs sorting out, Russ. No, yeah, it no, it's too it complicated, doesn't it? It, 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 it did sort it out. There were lots of pools. The top team from each group went through five pools. Top team from each group went through, and the three best second places went into the quarterfinals. That's what it was. They've now introduced this ridiculous two pool system where they've they've got put games against people that are not in their pool but there's a big wider pool of teams and it's just the uttermost of bullshit so either put the champions cup the way it was or just make a nice little four pool team system where the top team goes through and then you go you know eight teams of four or whatever it might be just stop fucking about with it and I've explained that horrifically. <laughs> um, Doug, what are you, you going to do? Um, I'd assume the reins of the Lawn Tennis Association. I would then <laughs> wind it up, insist that every tennis racket was sent to space and fired into a fucking coronal mass ejection. <laughs> and not replace it with anything. That's fantastic. Right? That's, that's how I'd restructure tennis. Um, you might be a bit just think, just think of all those 16 or 14, 15 year old kids that will no longer have sweaty towels thrown at them in the age of coronavirus. <laughs> all right, Pat. Oh, I'm glad I didn't pick horse racing as my answer because I was going to do the same gag as Doug just did. Um, <laughs> my shortlist was basically a list of corrupt organizations that need the rock kicking out of them, like the IOC and FIFA and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I eventually went for Formula One, and maybe not for the reasons you'd think. Um, Formula One has kind of descended into this fairly boring procession going around a lot of really dull tracks. But single-seater racing can be brilliant if you go down to the more junior formulas. And so I was thinking about the, the motorsports I most like are ones where it's really competitive. There's lots of overtaking. It's really a test of the driver's skill. So what we need to do in Formula One, I think, is to just issue them with one car that they can change the settings on and like paint up how they want. And then it's a true test of your car setup and your driving skill and that combination of strategy on the day. No one likes single make series. They're rubbish. Does This is a really boring question, but does Lewis, I assume Lewis Hamilton still wins? He yeah. did last weekend. He's got the no, most I mean, amount you know of wins I mean. ever now. You know what I mean. Um, oh, still see, wins. The, 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 easy way it, the easy way to fix Formula One is just to allow multiple types of normally aspirated engines, V12s, V6s, V8s, then it would all be good. That's what they used to do, didn't they? Yeah. 
uh, car manufacturers want to make hybrid cars, so they, that's why they've got these stupid engines that no one can afford to make. If they went back to V6, V8, V12, you'd have 20 manufacturers in it tomorrow. There you go. There you go. I'm not giving you any points, but fine. Um, <laughs> it's, okay. like, it's like when they say Apollo, like we've got the technology to get to the moon because of the Apollo landings, right? But NASA don't want to use it because they want to make new shit. But that costs a shitload of money, so they won't make it. Like, just use the Apollo stuff. That was all really good. Got them there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dickheads. Have a point. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, you're still in the lead, but it has closed up a bit. You're on 68. Patrick, 64. Russ, 55. And it's all to play Fuck for as hell. we head. Did I get ahead. no points for that last round? You got five points for that last round. Would you like to audit it? No, mate. All right. Shut up. Um, all to play for as we go into any other business and you can start Russ as you're trailing okay um, I want to talk about Sky I mean talk about if you don't make it Sky will um, <laughs> there, there is a or, or used to be a program um, on Sky on Sky Arts I think uh, about Sky's um, the Britain's greatest woodworker I don't know if you've seen this. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I know the cameraman on it. Do you? Yeah. Uh, hosted by Rick Edwards uh, and and others, but seemingly has now been cancelled because on the show they managed to cast or have somebody with tattoos all over his face that seemingly relate to uh, promoting the sort of Aryan Brotherhood and Nazi um, Germany. The, the, the tattoo in particular was a, a double, an 88, not two fat ladies, um, but I think it, it's supposed Heil to Hitler. represent Heil Hitler, isn't yeah. it? Um, and yeah, so uh, the, the show has unsurprisingly and unceremoniously been cancelled after it had been shot, after it had probably all been completed and, you know, whatever. But right, Everyone got paid, don't worry about it. They still got paid. Well, all the guys that made the show would have got paid. It's been made. That's true. Yeah. I mean, let, let's be how could it go through? How could it go through? How does that happen? Like how... all of the edits, how has it gone through all of the everything and gone to air? And then someone has noticed this guy's tattoo and got because in the edit I mean, suite, got tattoos on his face, mate. But, mate, in the edit suite and during the show, there are no busy cunts looking at every single frame of every single second of every single minute of that show going, hmm, how could I write a tweet about this? <laughs> but the guy but the guy has come out and said, oh, it's nothing to do with um, racism and Nazi Nazi Germany stuff. And, and all I It doesn't matter, though. Sure. Twitter's spoken. Yeah. Also, I'm not so sure about that. No, I, that too, yeah. Totally. All right. They just made me laugh this week. Okay, Pat. I so I wanted to talk about bands making me worried, um, and part of that was my own idiocy, but part of that was uh, was genuine. So I read a tweet from uh, a pro-Trump tweet from Billy Joe Saunders earlier today, and thought, "Oh my God, not Green Day! I thought they were good." That's Billy Joe Armstrong. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, the other thing that I saw today from a band I love and respect was uh, The Offspring covering a Christmas song and promoting it on November the 4th. I mean, come on, guys, you're better than that. 
<laughs> Jesus. They must be hard up. Mm. All right. Um, and well, we'll finish with Doug. Um, it's going back a week or so, but um, I popped out for a popped out for a little um walk with my missus, and um, we got back in the car after the walk, and we decided we were going to go to the garden centre, so we <laughs> headed off down a little country road for a puddle and through another puddle which turned into a 1.5 foot lake into which my car plunged nose first ingesting upwards of 400 million liters of water (laughs) totally (laughs) destroying the engine and leaving me knee deep in water trying to push it out now i don't know if you've ever tried to push an automatic car With a uh, <laughs> with an automatic handbrake. Two feet of water. Not that. Not that easy. I'll give you. <laughs> not um, not when you're four foot six and really weak. No, well, waist high water then. Um, so <laughs> yeah, kids, if you see a big puddle in the road, make sure you can get through it, or just turn around because honestly, ten thousand pounds worth of damage to my car was caused by driving for a puddle. I cannot tell you how stressful that is. Is it a new car, mate? Yeah. It's not covered under warranty, Russ. (laughs) Insurance, (laughs) though, presumably. Yeah, so after much worrying, and the other thing I'd like to say is if you've ever done something that you're worried about how much is... So if you get caught speeding, like the worst thing you can do is look on the internet for advice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, not it, what, it's just Twitter. incredible that that you know. Oh, I've it led me down a bit of a rabbit hole. I started putting in just like random things, like I've got a pain in my knee. What might it be? You know, testicular cancer. You've definitely got, and then you'll then you'll get some other geezer going. It's definitely not testicular cancer, mate. It sounds like you've got bowel cancer. You don't know nothing about cancer. What are you on about? So I put my pain and then you get the original poster going, but the pain's in my knee. Why have I got bowel cancer? <laughs> it's it's just those your knee bones connected to you. I mean, hey, mate, there was everything. It was like, oh, some like Darren from Romsey has just said, oh, yeah, if you've got water in the engine, mate, you might as well throw your car in the bin. The insurance won't help you either. And when I phoned the insurance company up, they just went, oh, driven into a puddle. Have you? Yeah, all right. No worries. Where's the garage? So weird. I just just don't bother. The internet is a terrible, terrible place. Good so I'm guessing Doug's car right place. now is in a garage full of rice, yeah? Yeah. Just put it in a big Tupperware. What I would have liked to have seen is, is you ask for advice on Twitter. <laughs> I've driven my car into a puddle, Twitter. What should I do? Oh, uh, If only... There'd have been some Irishman saying, oh, it's your own fault, you're English. Yeah. That probably, off, probably offside. Went in too high. Yeah. I, I um, wrote my car off because a deer hit me five or six years ago. Um, it's probably... A deer hit you, yeah? Just jumped well, out of the fence and just punched you in the face. Deer... <laughs> yeah, not the car, it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but apparently, to do with larruping down a country lane at eighty. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was. Now, if, if the insurance company is listening, that is not true. 
<laughs> Seven tops. It was well. You you'll know the road probably, Doug. It was the A120 between Little Haddam and Puckeridge. The nice, oh, road. Yep. nice road. straight bit. Um, straight bit of road. Uh, it was the deer's fault completely. Um, but they don't have insurance. <laughs> and, uh, and an uninsured deer. Was it in the Was it in the Vitesse? <laughs> was it in the, the Rover Vitesse? <laughs> no, I'll just I'll just say yes. What was the courtesy car? Tell me it was a Mini Metro. <laughs> no. I never had, oh, I wish it was. I once drove, do you remember the road from uh, Stansted Airport via Elsdom Golf Club that ends up at the bottom of Takeley? Yes, I do. I was playing, I was playing golf at Elsdom with my mate Dave Clayton. And I, did, I said to him, when we drive home, this was on the 17th, when we drive home, I'm going to give you Nicky Grist-esque rally driving um instructions on how to drive home and you've got to follow them like you're colin mccray and everything was going brilliantly oh until God. we got to two corners before the roundabout at the end and i gave him completely the wrong direction and he genuinely nearly just drove us into a ditch <laughs> <laughs> that would have been my fault at least you weren't his co-pilot in a helicopter. I, I said like uh, i said like four right tightened into into roundabout and it was a three left into a roundabout he just Wait. went he, he got so into it he was like looking like holding the steering wheel chopping it like this but yeah just turned the wrong way and then and then realized you know as he, he he went over the other side of the road there you go that's a story isn't it when when you say it would have been your fault i i think the authorities would disagree with that <laughs> <laughs> we may have been slightly lubricated from clubhouse beverages. Who knows? <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Either way, it was bad. All right. Um, it won't shock you to know that you are in, in the final. Well, only being three of you, there's only one of you that's going to miss out. Um, and it's pretty Ciao, clear Russ. who that is. Sorry, Russ. <laughs> Ciao, baby. Um, yeah, you're miles behind. That That always kept happening when we did this before i don't know why um but here we are again pat and doug you are in the final um pat you came second so i'm going to let you choose whether to go first or second at defend the undefendable which is 22 second timer of course to defend something that's undefendable would you like to go first i will go first yes okay um you are going to have 22 seconds on EFL clubs should give a fair share of their iFollow receipts to the Premier League to help subsidise their pay-per-view games because that's where the real fans are. Yeah, now that makes a lot of sense because, you know, Premier League fans are being charged £14.95 to watch a game, whereas EFL season ticket holders are getting it for free. So it's only right that we subsidise those high flyers that really put the uh, national game on the map. It, you know, they're the ones that bring the money into the country and the special players that people want to see. And we're just grubbing around at the bottom, grassroots farming. There you go. Time's up. Um, you defended that pretty well, I think. Um, Doug, let's see how you get on with... Ryan Giggs should take charge of the Wales women's football team while he's suspended from managing the men. Well, it'd just be it's a, a very sensible idea because the motivational tactics used would undoubtedly get the correct results out of the players. And if there's one thing that I know, and I know this from personal experience, is that women react positively to physical aggression. <laughs> just keep belting them until they do what you want them to do. Make my dinner. Smack. Time is up. <laughs> I mean, I. I... 
I, I have to give the win to Patrick because I, I just do. Otherwise, I couldn't live with myself. That, that, is, that is the best 20 seconds in Bungie Shattered. <laughs> possibly, possibly podcast industry. <laughs> oh, I... I it doesn't matter what I want to do. I have to give the win to Patrick, and you'll understand that. I, I did what you asked me to do, mate. You, nothing, you nothing definitely left. did. <laughs> if, there's one, if there's one thing I know about women, it's that they react, they react very well to threats of physical violence and aggression. <laughs> oh, absolutely killed me. Well played. Well played. I mean, yeah. that's that's punching chat. I, mean, I don't yeah, know what more I've got to do to win. I like, I genuinely don't. How I can? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter who wins. It does. We should right. we should say kudos to Adam Adam for getting through forty five minutes of punching chat without asking anyone to finish him off as well. That was a good effort today. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, that was. I nearly did a couple of times. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, that was good fun. Me. Like you say, 45 minutes of punching chat. Optimum episode length. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, you, you certainly don't want you don't want an hour and a half of long snapper podcast when you can have this, that's for sure. Is it only that's why you didn't invite things? Mark, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's long. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Doug. That was good Pleasure. fun. Considering before I hit record, I was less than enthusiastic. Um, that defend the undefendable has literally made my night. Maybe <laughs> um, I might go in and employ some of those tactics. Um, <laughs> get in. Um, yeah, well, we'll be back. It's, it's lockdown time now. So by the time you re- listen to this, we'll be in lockdown. Um, although it's a bit of a shit lockdown because there'll still be lots of stuff open. Shops shops people going to work you know it's not everybody locked down and there'll still be some sport so whilst there's no uh rugby this weekend there's premiership football and, and lots of other different stuff and then the nation's cup return or the nation cup starts week after next are you doing are you working on any of that doug of the, um, the doing, I'm, I'm just doing premiership now that's the only rugby i'm doing uh, they every every nation's cup match clashes with the premiership so the first few weeks of the premiership are going to be great more, more A League. Yeah. All right, Pretty well, much, uh, mate. Pretty much. Money, money is money, Sam. Uh, leave you to it. Thanks very much for coming, and uh, we will speak to you very, very soon. Go well. Cheers. Go well. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.